Hello and welcome to the second to last instalment of the Prospect Paperbacks podcast for a little while. I'm Tara. I'm Tash. I'm Mel. I'm Alex. This month we read The Outsider by Stephen King, which is a kind of a crime mystery, um, as with a lot of Stephen King books, where a very prominent member of the community is arrested for a terrible, uh, terrible murder of a child. Uh, in a very public way and some things happen in the investigation which means uh, things aren't exactly as they seem and uh, shenanigans ensue. Oh, that gets a good summary. (laughs) What did everybody think? I thought it was really good. Um, I did feel a bit of deja vu. I feel like I've read the story. As I'm reading it, I'm thinking, I know what's going to happen. But not in a bad way, in a like... I've seen it in my head before. It, I don't know, it's very strange trying to explain that. But, yeah, I kind of felt like I'd, I knew the story as it was unfolding right at the end. The rest of the bits I had no idea. So then I'm getting to that bit and I thought, hmm, I feel like I've read this before somewhere. That's creeping me out because there's yeah. some creepy themes in it. Yeah. Especially considering like the nature of the mm. book, that's mm. quite spooky. Yeah, yeah. But I've, I'm a prolific Stephen King mm. reader, so whether he might have written something similar in another book, I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, I still loved it. Yeah, as far as Stephen King, this is another one of those books where he's really good about going into... Um, like really developing these characters in the small town mm. setting and like most of his works like it and um, a lot of his short stories are based in small towns and it still ha- it has a lot of those themes around it still with reading it, it was like yep this is a what I expect from Stephen King. He understands small town America. Yeah. I'm not sure if he actually came from small town America. I haven't done a if he lot didn't. of reading on him, but because yeah, mm. you know they say write what you know, and you you really do feel like if this was set in a big city, that most of the story would get lost. It's built on the fact that it's a round tight community, mm. that most of this can be written about in such a way. You know, it's the same cops that deal with every aspect of it and if it was say set in a borough of Brooklyn it wouldn't be you wouldn't find the connection straight away and it maybe wouldn't move as quick and it wouldn't have the same impact of shattering a small community so I can and see the way he writes the characters you you feel like you get to know them it's like so if something happens to any of them you have sort of a, a personal emotional connection to them almost straight away mm. and to a lot of characters it's amazing how well he does sort of and you can picture them all individually you know in in your mind it's just characters seem more precious yeah they do small. even if they're only in the story for a, a brief time yeah i agree there was one in particular there was like a little old lady who was somebody's next door neighbor and she came over to help in some sort of emergency and you got such a good way of putting it without scaring people. <laughs> I'm only halfway through and I have just gotten to that bit. A little bit so, so we only are with her for about three pages. Mm. And I feel like I really understand this woman. Mm. Like she could be my great aunt. And I feel like I, know, I would know her about mm. as well as uh, he wrote her. And I thought it was kind of interesting that this little old lady with sciatica is so clear and so vivid. But the main character, Ralph Anderson, I didn't care about him or his life or anything in his orbit until like page 300 
I thought that was kind of an interesting... And I wonder if... I wonder if that's because he's really just kind of the carrier of the story. Yeah. In the same way the narrator is, that it doesn't kind of matter as much as... Because that's a really good point. Like, so I'm up to... I'm only halfway through the book because... Um, I, I know that we had this uh, podcast planned for some weeks. I need to start it at the beginning of this week. But I am finally at the bit now that I'm about halfway through and I'm really gripped. And it took a little while for me to really feel that. Probably not for the first 150 pages. It felt like a lot of um, exposition. and hard de- work. Yes, a lot, of hard, a lot of detail, a lot of pl- hard police work and stuff that felt like very masculine uh, storytelling. And it's only now that I'm, I'm completely invested and... For example, you know, you were saying that a lot of the peripheral characters seem to be really clear and you feel very emotionally invested in them. There's a, a peripheral character that I'm up to at the moment where something really scary happens to them in an out-of-the-way location and I really found that scary. And I don't... No, you're talking about oh that. Oh, my terrifying. gosh. And I don't really... <laughs> I, I don't read Stephen King. I've read a couple of his short stories when I was pushed in mm. uni because it's just... I don't... Attra- I'm never attracted to his storytelling. I... I when I think of Stephen King, I don't think Green Mile. I was so Gosh, mm. surprised to, re- to remember, oh, yeah, of course, that's Stephen King. Yeah. I think The Mist. I think giant flying creatures, mm. you know, and so I'm, I'm really... Rabid dogs. Rabid and dogs and just silly yeah, things like that. Cars. Whereas the, the thing that you're terrified in there, of in this, what's different, I think, about those kind of stories is a lot of the time... You don't see them. By the time you do, it's such a letdown. It, it looks so stupid because of... And I'm really talking about the films here, not the mm. books. Because you think, well, something. it must be something really scary if you haven't shown us yet. This, you, you learn about the, the thing that you're terrified of fairly early. And it is terrifying the way... He, he speaks about Edgar Allan Poe. He refers to... Actually, Edgar Allan Poe is not a author of supernatural fiction he's an author of abnormal psychological fiction and I feel like that's what this is mm. to some degree obviously it's got um, some unexplained elements as well but yeah scary he is scary mm. I used to read Stephen King when I was in high school and I'd have to put it down when I was reading at night because I'd get too scared and I wouldn't be able to go to sleep mm. yeah, I remember <laughs> you saying that I remember thinking oh yeah I did as well like he, he, uh, there's something about the way he describes things mm. there was one bit yeah where a girl in sitting in her room sees something mm. that's I've only just read that this and morning. I was just like yeah. oh my god that's scary like yeah, I was but like, even when he's <laughs> describing the mother with the hand under the bed and it's like you still get scared of that stuff even as a grown-up with the lights out you can you know sometimes you do want to do the flying leap from the door when you turn the light out mm. onto the bed so nothing can reach up and grab you mm. <clears throat> it is genuinely terrifying I think Things that always involve children scare me as well. Mm. And if it's like possessed children or something scary happening to children or animals, for some reason, I think they're the most vulnerable things that we can mm. think of, children and animals. And they, anything involving either children or animals just scares them, mm. living, even if they're the villain. Yeah. Like, oh, just oh, yeah. harrowing. And in this, I think because there is a scene where there's um, involving a child and it's sort of a bit of a... It's it's so nightmarish, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. And we do have to do a warning there. It is some pretty graphic violence yes. that happens mm, graphic, in, the, yeah, absolutely. in the story. And I would say that he has tried to think of the most heinous, horrifying, the, the worst crime imaginable. Mm. In his yeah. yeah. Mm. To illustrate a point, and that's definitely... Yeah. I cannot think of... It's almost like... 
you can't get the image out of your mind of mm. of that crime. And but it's then when you read further into the book, yeah. you can understand why the crime. Yeah. But it yeah. is that type of crime. Yeah, yeah. Because it pertains yeah. a lot to yeah. What I can't mention. I would say that. <laughs> to the mystery. You're further on than me. But yeah, I think I'm just getting to the point where there's a bit of explanation about mm. what the scary or who the scary character in the story might be. And yeah, and it's interesting because I was only just talking with you, Tasha, yesterday. And we tried really hard to shut the conversation down, so we didn't break <laughs> the conversation. Because we, yeah, we, we don't talk about book club. Yeah, the until, first rule of book club until, is yeah, we, we don't, don't talk about, about book club, club until we're yeah. right here 100%. in this minute. But I was saying that when you have lots of swearing in a book, uh, there's an author, Australian author called Fiona McIntosh who lives here in South Australia in Clare, and she says that if you try not to swear in books and if you're going to don't use the same sort of words that you would you might think don't have impact in you know speech particularly in australia i think we swear a bit more maybe than some other countries the moment you put it in words like sorry in, in text in, in a book it automatically has more impact but for some reason if you can describe something absolutely unspeakable and horrific but do it in a way that's not gratuitous like you're saying that has reason but is so horribly detailed and stepped out for some reason that's i don't know i feel like i can handle that because it's an it's in an intimate moment between you and the author and i feel like it's easier to digest that than if i was watching it on a screen you you would not be able to show the stuff that's described no. in this book and there would be well, other people that they wouldn't do get a now. it would be rated r well i would be 15 i would plus, be strongly I would be disturbed and annoyed yeah. by anyone who tried to show that in film yeah. because I would then think that they're doing that for impact's sake yeah. and that's gratuitous. Absolutely. But for some reason, I can't articulate why, mm. but it doesn't feel like that when it's put... It's interesting talking yeah. about swearing because mm. there's another... If you um, look at Misery, mm. the character in that book has her own little sort of sweary, which mm. isn't quite sweary, yeah. but like cockadoodie, she says. And but stuff. it's creepy. But it's really <laughs> creepy because she's very, very angry. And so, yeah. and when she swears like that, it's you terrifying. feel the anger. And it's, but it's not like, it's not real swear words, mm. but it's, it's, you can feel the vehemence the behind it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so that's interesting talking Was about swearing. Well. Misery. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. It's a good show, what I know about that. <laughs> well, i got to say, like, I'm completely won over. I would totally read another Stephen King based on this. Cause Are you going to finish this one? I'm. To- oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, you're lucky that I actually made it to it today because I got to the... <laughs> I'm really getting into it and I just wanted to stay and read it. I was like, oh, crap, and I saw the time and... And another thing that I love in. is that he's just started, I think he's just started to do, because I hadn't noticed it yeah. in any of his other books before, is that he's linking this in with other books that he's written. So Mr. That. Mercedes, okay. um, is, there's a character right at the end of this book who is in another couple of books and, oh, I can't think what the other titles are now. It's um, at the back. What about the, um, yeah. the other author? Is it Harlan Coben? Yeah, but he, Finders I wonder if they're friends. And it's interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> mm. Yeah, he always has... It, like how Stephen King will guest star in his like, cameo yeah. in his own movies. It's yeah. like he's cameoing other authors within this book, which yeah. seems very meta to me. I thought that was... Yeah, the was. whole thing is very meta. I feel like he's, yeah. he's making his own literary universe. He's, yeah, absolutely. Um, and apparently, like, for people who read Stephen King, that's very common. You know, wow. like, a bunch of these books and stories all take place in the same 
universe. Lots of things but... happen in Derry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derry. It's Maine. Maine, yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. where he lives. Oh, I, I don't know if he was originally from Maine. It was a Maine setting. There's lots of lots of horrible and scary things. I don't think I would ever go there if I visited America. But they all float down there. They all float down there. It's like badgers drifting in summer. There's always people die. It's like the worst place in America. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. Yeah. So for people who enjoy Stephen King, how did this, comp- like previously, how did this compare for you? I don't think it's one of his best stories. Wow. I think, well, no, because like Green Mile is just oh, okay, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Misery was awesome. And yeah. if you think like years and years and years ago, I read a little, and I can't find it now. I had it in my collection at home um, a book of short stories um, Different Seasons was the one it was in but Rita, Sh- Rita Hayworth and Sh- The Shawshank Redemption mm-hmm. was what they made and the, the, it was a little novella it was a tiny little story in this book and it was just phenomenal Phenomenal, and I remember reading it, thinking, "Oh God, that was awesome!" Mm. And then, you know, years later, they made it into this movie, which is just Amazing. mega huge now. You know, but he's written so many wonderful things, and so this this is good, but it's not one of his best. Yeah. I don't I think. I feel like I can't even call myself librarian. Shawshank Redemption, Stephen King. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was yeah. Dolores Claiburn was. Are you really blown away by his range? Because yeah, I just I never selectively never remember those sorts of things and he's written I don't fantasy of... as well so there's a book the called the tower. talisman and the dark tower oh, yeah, the, stand. The, dark tower. the stand the stand was great you know like, just whatever you do don't waste your time to tell a movie yeah. well yeah, they're doing oh, a new okay. one they're right. doing a new okay. movie it was yeah. so bad but the shining like to the me the shining oh my god you know that's a cult movie yeah, now yes. and yep, so but if you've ever read the book the book is terrifying the movie is frightening enough but the book is terrifying actually you know what he mentions The Shining in this. Mm, he says, yeah. oh, someone watching movies, she's a real cubic fan, fan but she didn't really like The Shining. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So because he hated, Kubrick, he hated Kubrick's um, oh, version oh, of The no Shining, way. so he oh, made his own, right. which was unfortunately crap. Oh, and yeah, right. Kubrick's yeah. Maybe just trust it, the experts. Yeah. He can write, don't try and make oh, films. He's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, they wow. tend to go a bit wacky towards yeah, the end. Yeah, I think that's right. That was my Carrie. Yeah. Oh, Carrie, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you see, that's what I think of. I think of him as just those over-the-top, uh, very retro, uh, poor-taste horror films. I don't think of things like this, and this is amazing. What I... and the, the childlike... What I loved about it was the childlike descriptions of the thing that you, you need to be scared of in this book really reminded me of the first season of True Detective... Which was that fantastic oh, yeah, series? Yeah, that was really good. Um, oh, all right, all right, all right. What's that guy? Matthew oh, McConaughey, yeah. and the guy who always <laughs> wears, <laughs> and the guy who always wears the hat. Who what is mate? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yes. And they were just amazing in that. It and was, there was a good, series, a, wasn't a it? terrifying yeah. villain in that, which had been described by children in some ridiculous way that that's, that made it seem more scary. You know, and it, it just yeah, there's something about that. I wonder if that inspired this to some degree, because he's got that same kind of poetic way of describing the, and we can't say what because then it'll kill it. So I'm going to leave that one. But you know, for anyone that reads this, I'm interested to know if you've also seen the first season of True Detective and can see kind of what I mean by that. Well, that was a conversation killer. <laughs> no, I, I just haven't. 
yeah. seen the show. Oh, I, I I've, I've, heard, I've heard Don't Bother with the second one, but the first one's really good. It's amazing. Mm. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I digress. <laughs> so I've basically never read a crime novel before. Yeah. Oh, God, I love crime and novels. And I've only read like two other horror movie, yeah. horror books in my life. So for other readers at the table... Mm. How did it compare to crime and horror? You know what? Separately. I would disagree. I would say that you have. And one of them was, was the Lady in the Water or something that we read a few Oh, Paul other Paul 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 That was oh, my other yeah. suggestion. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because people like you, I'm assuming you and I, because mm. I would lump myself in as someone who says they don't read crime, mm. probably do because really crime. Uh, is such a broad genre. Well, yeah. we think there's this, you know, the cozies, the Agatha Raisins, which we yeah. would all avoid like mm. the plague, but other people absolutely love. That you know, Jodie Picoult, some of those are crime, aren't they? Absolutely. I, I think sure I'm thinking maybe more of procedurals. Yeah, right. Of like, yes, absolutely. You know, there's like a whole section that's yes. just like a murder has been yeah. committed. Yeah. Here's this sexy detective and her. Yeah whatever's yeah. partner and they yeah. solve the crime together. And you can I guess that's lump what I think stick Larson in with that as well. Often they're they're written by men, they're very masculine, there's a lot of um, exposition, a lot of a huge amount of detail and description about and, and yeah, I think that's what initially put me off this book. The first hundred yeah. or so pages had that and then me it too. didn't anymore. I felt I like hasn't. for the first maybe two hundred pages of the yeah. book I needed like a conspiracy board with all of the characters' names yeah. and all of the, the witnesses yeah. and I needed like little red pieces of string tying them yeah. together. And I so agree, I, I didn't like that part at the start yeah. as much. Yeah. And I did find myself once I would I read mm-hmm. a little bit further in going back to see what the characters had said in their statements in their um, witness statements to the police. Um, I don't know that he's done that before. I think what I find with Stephen King in a lot of ways, you think you're reading one thing until like halfway through the book and then you're reading something completely different at the end of it. Like, you know, some of the, like, it and some of the... Yeah. Other really, you, yeah. Like I have to say, it was a bit of massive letdown. I yeah. loved the story yeah. so much, and then when you find out what <laughs> it, what the thing what was at the was. end, what it was, it was just like no. Yeah, like, you're along for the the oh, journey. Such an awesome and ride, then, and then the destination isn't quite what you yeah <laughs> what you expected. Yeah, sometimes you get that with Stephen King. I didn't feel like necessarily that's what I got this time. Mm. I guess it just depends on what sort of what style you like what yeah, genre absolutely. because if you want to I mean you kind of know that's where you end up with with Stephen King anyway so I was prepared for that this time but when but I but he just yeah. still does chuck in a few curveballs yeah. like things happen that I didn't anticipate happening yeah even though like I say I felt like when I got to the end it seemed familiar to me somehow like I don't know if it was just I could really picture or it was from a nightmare I'd had myself wow. or something. But, you know, there I were need to a get lot to of curveballs that you just go, yeah. ah, that was cool. I didn't <laughs> expect that to happen. Mm. Yes, you do need to finish it. Yes. <laughs> There'll be a quiz at the end of this. All right. Cool. <laughs> I feel like I will, you won't need to quiz me. I'll be telling you all about my experience. Okay. <laughs> I think at first I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not really getting into it. And you were like, really? It's amazing. And I was like... I don't know, it's all very descriptive and it's not yeah. my style of writing. And, and then um, I'm, I'm now well past that and I'm really hooked. It's, That's it's, what I love about oh, this is so that much. all of us are, um, are sort of chucking in our own different mm. um, 
personal favorite yeah, sort of stuff absolutely. And, and we're all totally different it's, oh um, yeah and absolutely. so it's, it's kind of a really good broadening of our reading it horizons is, yeah. yeah i think i never would have picked this up in a hundred thousand years yeah if, if it weren't for this so and i enjoyed and if it you enjoyed the it end. then you should try some of his other stuff that i would recommend I over to this. do that i think yeah. you've, you've really got me sold yeah. yeah yeah it's like you know when people say oh this particular pizza franchise has really changed you need to try it again i really feel like <laughs> yeah um but then they do we rolled that same campaign out again six months later i feel like um i would be saying that with with stephen king what you think you know about him give him a go and, and try then, reading this book you know when you, you say that you don't like to read yeah. um that particular yeah. genre there are so many variations mm. in you know it's such a broad genre it you've is. got yeah. people who who I also like, like Camilla Lackberg, mm-hmm. who is um, sort of, not Icelandic, but, you know, that Nordic sort mm-hmm. of murder mystery where everything's mm-hmm. really dark, there's lots of snow, <laughs> um, and a little bit of blood stuff happens. And so it is a murder mystery, but yeah. it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you've ever read Agatha Christie, not just watch the movies, but if you read the books... Yeah, the the murder of Roger Ackroyd is one of my absolute favourites because you'll never guess the twist at the end, <laughs> never in a hundred years. So I would, you know, and you get psychological thrillers like Gillian Flynn's stuff. And yeah, yeah. So that's more what I tend to be attracted to is that kind mm. of thing. So I think this really has broadened my range, and it's weird. It's, you're right. We are we have such different tastes. This is a, one of the few times we've all sat in a room and been like, this was really good. You know, yeah, there's that's a true. That we really all agreed reluctant, that we liked it. Reluctantly, we're like, yeah. And <laughs> people that were like, well, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, do we have a, a rating? Do we a cardigans? A cardigans. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it in an in progress cardigans. So it's a half finished <laughs> crochet job because I'm seen it halfway through, and I would say. Uh, the pattern's turning out fantastic. I love the cardigan. Uh, I will give it, um, so far, I will give it four, four cardigans out of five. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably, I think I'll give it a four mm. as well. Mm. It, it's just, it, yeah, it's Stephen King, so mm. you, you kind of know that there's going to be some odd things thrown mm. in there, which not isn't always for me, but, mm. like, I'm giving I appreciate it, it for what it is. I'm giving it three Cardies and a cardi with three quarter length sleeves. Oh, so you're not three quite four. And not a bolero. It's not a bolero. It's longer than that. Yeah, yeah. nice. And we really hate on boleros. <laughs> I really, I can't stand boleros. And I think it's the word bolero I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that. Wait, well, Alex hasn't reviewed. I know. I just want to say, I hope that I still enjoy it. I hope <laughs> it's like the cardigan ends up looking all right at the end, and that one arm's not shorter than the other. <laughs> I think you probably will. I would yeah. give it like three out of five because okay. the first 200 pages I had to force myself mm. it was just one page a day like I will read this horrible mm. terrible book and then by the end I was like yeah this, this is pretty good mm. I could enjoy this mm. so three out good. of five. Oh well I'm past the yucky bit so cool sweet <laughs> you might not be past the yucky well, bit yet oh, my lovely <laughs> um, it's not boring anything but boring and I was, I'd pass that no, bit so yeah so I guess um one more book to go, guys, which is mm. in the is it garden. one or two? I think well, it's just one. I mean, it depends on the It's probably one. Yeah. yeah. So that's oh. a tree grows in Brooklyn. Well, I don't think no. so. No. Okay, because that's what I started to read. <laughs> you can stop You can just that. read Excellent. that. <laughs> that's can, okay. It can be like when you... Um, 
when we tell you it's a costume party and really... then we all change down that <laughs> yeah. and you rock up dressed as a tomato. No, but I wouldn't care because okay. I love a yeah. dress up. So. <laughs> well, we were thinking that we would focus on in the Garden of Beasts as the, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, as the last one. I, can anyone here remember who it's by? No. No, no. it was a man. Oh, sorry, we'll let you know. We, it's some blog. We know it's about some Americans it's based an, it's a non-fiction. in Berlin mm, during yeah. the during World War II. In well, I'm the... really looking forward to that because I, as a city, I freaking love Berlin. Was that and... during the Olympics? Mm. I thought it was during World War II and it sort of told the... Well, that would be during the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, in, when Hitler, <laughs> yeah. when Germany hosted the Olympic yeah, Games. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I what, a, what an incredibly shocking time in history. And I think to be sort of put there in a, um, in a true context potentially mm. might be fantastic. Or if it's written really badly, it might be the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, it, so, could be very dumb. it could be very boring. It comes highly yeah. rated from our manager. From so, our manager. Yeah, who loves historical fiction. I'd be really disappointed so, if it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's non-fiction. It's non-fiction, it's non-fiction. Yeah. So if he, yeah. if he traditionally reads... Um, he, did anyone hear that awesome... Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic scene. That's somebody that's in the toilet. Yes. Okay. Be somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, good times. Singing while we wee. Uh, so yeah, look, um, we'll we'll come back to you one last time from this interesting venue, which we use as our sound booth. Which sometimes it's had rain. Sometimes people singing in children the facilities. Screaming. Children screaming. Mostly children, children screaming. Um, and so thank you for joining us and we look forward to doing that with you one last time for some time and I'll explain in the next one why it will be a little while before we join you again. So thank you very much. Oh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.